Hello, this is Wendy. Thank you for joining Beautiful Depression. Here is part two, my humiliating 72-hour stay, day one. After my husband left me in the ER, I stayed in the area for another three hours. I couldn't leave the area, not even to go to the bathroom without my sitter knowing. A sitter is a hospital employee who watches your every move while admitted as a psych patient. She wanted me to sit with some other patients so everybody could be watched at the same time. But I told her I couldn't do it. My anxiety level, not knowing about the COVID status of others around me, my anxiety level would not allow me to. So that I wasn't pressured, she allowed me to stay in that one triage room that wasn't being used. Finally, around 3 a.m., I and four other women were led into a pod. This consisted of a large, what looked to be like a trauma room, with five reclining chairs. I was confused. The two sitters that accompanied us said there were no rooms available for us at the time, but made reasonable accommodations until some rooms became vacant. I am thinking to myself, okay, well, maybe I'll get a room sometime later today. We were all told that we needed to remove all of our clothing and put on gowns. I requested two gowns one to wear backwards and the other to wear open the open side in front. That way I was completely covered. One of the sitters saw my waist beads and asked me to please remove. I told her the only way to remove was to cut them off and I did not give permission to do so. Obviously, she didn't know how much they cost. So she said, okay, It shouldn't be a problem to keep them on since it couldn't be removed. I also don't think she realized I kept my underwear on. I couldn't go commando in there, not until I get a room at least. After we were all situated, pillows, extra blankets, personal belongings numbered and locked up, we were all settled in for the rest of what was left of the early morning. Then someone mentioned about being hungry. When there were three sitters, one of them went to get food for us. They brought back turkey and Swiss sandwiches wrapped in plastic wrap. There were no juice available, so we were given water. Honestly, that dry sandwich tasted really good to my hungry stomach. Being in an unfamiliar territory had me on the edge. I wasn't sure what to expect. As I laid there trying to at least relax, the three sitters were carrying on conversations like there was no one in there but them. Me? I'm wide awake. Not only because of the unfamiliar area and the talkative sitters, I just couldn't go to sleep. I spent my hours watching the sitters and the other sleeping women who were there. 
I know there was one, maybe two women who were there that were homeless. The way they ate those sandwiches and slept on the recliners, they probably felt like they were in a five-star hotel. Their demeanor was like gratitude that they were able to eat and had a warm place to stay. I saw the morning shift come in at 7 a.m. We had four sitters this time. I was thankful because this group was so much quieter. There were so much more, they were so much more respectful of the patients. Approximately 45 minutes later, I was able to talk to the doctor on call via teleprompter. He discussed taking me off of some medications I was on, weaning me off of one and adding something new. He also told me they were going to do their best to provide rooms for all of the patients that were waiting. I thanked him and went back into the pod with the rest of the women. Soon thereafter, I had an anxiety attack. My nurse immediately contacted the doctor who then ordered something for my anxiety and the pain in my back and my hips, which was Tylenol, from, a, from sitting in the recliner. When the nurse returned with my meds, I thanked them and asked for something else to eat, that famous turkey and Swiss. By this time, it was around 8.30 a.m. and breakfast was not served yet. I had finally got to close my eyes when my nurse was standing over me, calling my name. Breakfast finally arrived close to 10 a.m. Drunk with sleep, I managed to eat the bacon and drank some orange juice. I couldn't keep my eyes open to eat anything else. My nurse took my tray and I went back to sleep. No sooner had I closed my eyes my nurse was standing over me again. I remember saying, weren't you just standing there? He chuckled and said, yes, about three hours ago. I have your lunch. It was only three hours, but it felt like it, it, but it felt better to have slept at least a little bit anyway. I made myself wake up this time so I could eat a decent meal and decent it was. Around 2 p.m., I was finally moved, but it was not where I had anticipated. I was moved into another part of the ER. Imagine my disappointment as I was led into a corner room, a broom closet compared to the other rooms, which had a window next to the door where you could see more of what was going on in the nurse's station. You see, I was moved into a makeshift dorm hall housed by male and female patients. I asked the nurse, why wasn't I put into a room? Their response was there were only, excuse me, there were 27 patients, other patients, including me, waiting for a bed. Are you kidding me? So I made myself as comfortable as I could. My sitter was constantly looking at me, which made me feel uncomfortable. I know that was her job, but still. My bursitis and back were not happy with the bed, but Tylenol became my go-to for the pain. I made the best out of an awkward situation. I pretty much slept most of the day. 
I called my husband from the nurse's station in between wake-ups throughout the day to keep him informed of what was going on. I tried to make the best of it, considering I had to share a bathroom with multiple people. There was one other bathroom on the other side for others to use, but this one was much closer to me. I felt sick every time I went in there. Having to step with socks on, mind you, on the bathroom floor with sprinkles of urine all around the commode. To see urine and God knows what else on the seat. To use that one-ply toilet tissue. You know, the one that shells apart when you're using. To have to use a paper towel to hold a button for water to come out when washing one hand at a time because the water didn't stay on. To describe what I was feeling, disappointment, filthy, isolated, surrounded by people, is an understatement. I made a point to tell my nurse to please put my food in my food orders because we had no say-so in what we wanted to eat or drink, that I was lactose intolerant and did not want milk at every meal. And I would prefer apple juice instead of orange juice because of the acidity The acidity would bother my acid reflux. Well, I kept receiving milk and orange juice, and every day money was wasted. Here I am in the hospital, and I'm concerned about their money. Anyway, my voice was not heard. I'm trying my best to help the hospital save money, and they didn't care whether I drank it or not. I went to bed on a full stomach, but feeling nasty with no resources to a private bathroom. I kept thinking to myself, I was glad I showered and brushed my teeth before I went to the ER, but that was well over 24 hours ago. And thank God for masks. I'm glad I got a fresh mask out of my bag before they took it away. Oh, but there's more. Stay tuned to my next episode where I'll talk about day day two. Day two.